Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. Welcome, everyone, to the Pick 6 Podcast. This is John Breach, and I'm in the host seat today because Will Brinson is taking the week off to get his hair plugs fixed. Uh, who knows how that's going to turn out? Let's hope he looks better when he gets back because he was looking pretty scraggly here uh, in mid-June. Now, even though Brinson's out, we are still continuing with our All-32 series. And today, that means we're going to be talking about the Atlanta Falcons. And joining me to talk Falcons football is none other than the legend himself, the most dapper man in NFL sports coverage, wears a bow tie everywhere, and that man is D. Orlando Wedbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, D. Led, thanks for joining us. Hey, John, thanks for having me on the Pick 6 Podcast. Looking forward to talking with you about some Atlanta Falcons football. Hey, so how are things going for you right now? It's totally chaotic times. What have your past couple months been like? I've been pretty bizarre. Uh, just uh, I tried to maintain a level of uh, normalcy uh, by working from home. We were allowed to do that. We had to do the draft. Uh, you know, then the uh, off-season program, the Falcons were great in setting up uh, virtual media calls that helped us uh, write our stories through this time. Uh, I've been able to reach out to some people that uh, normally you wouldn't have had time to. Uh, Brian Cox, Marquand Manuel, uh Chris Selfo, and uh, just to do some features that go along with our regular coverage. So uh, they've been able to, to keep us busy and uh, working in a normal, uh, as normal as we could while staying at home and, uh, you know, trying to make it without a haircut and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> I feel you, man. I haven't been three months. I might have to get one this weekend. Um, but, you know, you've been working from home, but it's still been a pretty busy off season for you. We've had the Falcons made a couple big trades. They brought in Hayden Hurst in one of those deals. They signed Todd Gurley. That's something everyone's been talking about, which kind of overshadows the fact that they also signed Dante Fowler. Uh, but we are not going to start with those things. We are going to start with Coach Dan Quinn. It seems like he is kind of on the hot seat going into the season. Uh, what do you think he needs to do to keep his job this year? I think he's got to return to the playoffs. He's coming off the 279 seasons, uh, went to the Super Bowl, blew that, got back to the playoffs and was on the one-yard line at Philly as a uh, favorite and, and couldn't punch it in. Then Philly goes on to win the Super Bowl. But ever since then, uh, things have took a downward turn here in Atlanta. Uh, in, uh, in 18, there were a lot of injuries. And then last year, they just didn't put it back together. Uh, went one and seven and then six and two. So yeah, he's squarely on the hot seat. Got to return to the playoffs in a new, uh, tougher NFC South that has Tom Brady down in Tampa now. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Dan Quinn's contract runs through, uh, the 2022 season. Uh, but as D Led is saying here, he needs to get to the playoffs. Do you think if the Falcons do not make the playoffs, let's say they go eight and eight, do you think, uh, he's not returning if they go eight and eight? Yeah, he won't be. Yeah, I don't believe he would be returning at, uh, eight and eight. 
unless it's one of those eight and eights where you get one of the new uh, wild card spots. But uh, even that might not be enough to save it. They need yeah. to get in and make a run. Now you mentioned that that six and two stretch, the one and seven stretch. Uh, they started the season in 2019 at one and seven. They finished the second half of the season at six and two. They beat the Saints. They beat the 49ers. Do you think we're going to see more of the team uh, that had that awesome second half of the stretch, or that team that started one and seven last season? Uh, they're putting a lot of stock in that six and two um, uh, thing. That six and two in. I mean, a lot of teams, you know, two of those were against Kyle Allen and the Panthers. Uh, they did go out and beat the 49ers on the last second play out there, and they did go down and beat the Saints, uh, which, uh, uh, you know, was you know, pretty, those, those are two pretty big wins. I don't know if stuff carries over like that. I just don't, you know, too many variables. The tight end's gone. The line's going to block better all of a sudden. I mean, Gurley should be better than Freeman at running back. Uh, but, uh, you know, they got to carry it over and they got a tougher schedule. So, you know, it's not a, a real rosy outlook for the Falcons right now. Yeah. And you mentioned, uh, Todd Gurley there. He is one, and this is a stat that apparently everyone's just been talking about all offseason is the fact that, uh, you know, when the Falcons and the proper personnel on offense, they might have 11 first round picks out there. Now, of course, that doesn't mean anything if these first round picks aren't any good anymore. So how good do you think this offense can be with Gurley in it now and just overall? Um, I think, uh, you know, if Gurley can give them some pop in the running game and, and uh, this line's built to run box, uh, you need James Carpenter uh, to, to to have a flashback, or maybe the rookie Matt Hennessy can can hold up at left guard. Then you got a second year right guard and Chris Lindstrom, and then a second year right tackle and Caleb McGarry. So that's a lot, you know, that you got to count on. If they can't run the ball on people, their play action passes don't work. So uh, running the ball, it's all got to start and setting the run, whether it's Gurley, Edo Smith, Brian. Uh, Brian Hill or Quadri Allison, somebody's got to move the ball on the ground uh, for this offense to work. And then once they do that, Matt Ryan can do his thing uh, and spread the ball around. That's uh, That's been their best formula for success during Matt Ryan's time here, to have that big running back, whether it's uh, Michael Turner or Devontae Freeman in a couple of good years he had. Uh, but whoever it is, you've got to run the ball first, and they got to show they can do that. Uh, before you can start talking about Julio, Calvin Ridley, Hayden Hurst, and all the, the weapons that they seem to have amassed. Yeah, and you're obviously emphasizing here how important it is for the Falcons to be able to run the ball. Do you think Gurley can have a big impact on the Falcons' offense? And what has kind of the buzz been about him uh, with inside uh, down in Flowery Branch so far this offseason? Yeah, the buzz has been great. They really like his attitude and his desire to want to be here. Uh, you know, they don't really know how much they can lean on them, but they don't think that they have to. They don't think, uh, you know, it's a uh, day and time where you got to get the ball to the back 30 times. Uh, but when you give it to him, he's got to be ready to go. Uh, 17 touches he averaged last year is probably where they're going to try to go with him, 15 to 20 a game, and spread him out and make him impactful um, uh, rushes and touches. I think he immediately makes them better in the red zone. So, I mean, if the other guys can get you to the red zone, then you go to Gurley and do it like that, or, you know, you open with him, then go to the other guys and come back to him later in the game. Uh, but, yeah, he has a left knee that's arthritic, can't really pound him up in there 30 times a game. And, uh, you know, that's, they just have to be realistic with their expectations and how they use Ty Gurley in this offense. 
Yeah, and I think a lot of people just point to that arthritic left knee and obviously worry about Gurley, but this is a guy who is still effective in the red zone. He scored 12 rushing touchdowns last season, uh, which is an impressive number for anyone, let alone someone who had, uh, you know, their, their carry total kind of taken away because the coaching staff was worried about the injuries. Now let's talk about, we talked about the offense here. Let's talk a little bit about the defense. I feel like this is maybe the unit that, that doesn't get enough attention. Nobody's really been talking about them this offseason, even though they've made a lot of moves. I mean, not not have we just seen Dante Fowler get signed, drafting A.J. Terrell. Uh, they made that, that trade for Charles Harris from Miami. What do you think has been the biggest move this defense has made this offseason? Well, certainly getting Dante Fowler, uh, you know, to, to, to replace, essentially replace Vic Beasley and hopefully ramp up your pass rush. So that that's the biggest. And then the second one under the radar move is uh, drafting Marlon Davidson in the second round, the big tackle from Auburn. You know, you can sit him next to Grady Jarrett, put them both in the A-gap, and maybe you got a, um, a good little uh, a pressure package up the middle in the face of a quarterback. So, uh, And then that might help Fowler out coming around the corner. So uh, those two guys are the big ones for me, getting Fowler and Marlon Davidson, the big kid, five-star recruit out of uh, uh, Greenville, Alabama, went to Auburn and, and did his thing down there, much in the shadows of Derrick Brown. But uh, those two picks have the potential of paying off in a big way for the Atlanta Falcons. Yeah, and I think that the Falcons absolutely revamped their defense going into the season. This was a team, you know, they gave up the 23rd most points uh, in the NFL last season, the 20th most yards. Do you think, just based on what they've done this offseason, do you think this defense can be good in 2020? Uh, yeah, I think it could be really good if everything works out. Um, we're talking about those two guys I just mentioned. They had some veterans come back, Tyler Davidson and Allen Bailey, that were very sturdy against the run. Uh, big question mark is can Tack McKinley get home at, at the other end uh, and some pass rush. Deion Jones is fine at linebacker. Foye Ulukan will try to replace Devondre Campbell. So um, that I think that's going to be fine there. The big question mark for us here, uh, John, is the, the corners. Is A.J. Terrell going to be able to come in and hold it down? Uh Second year, second year guy, Kendall Sheffield, can he go outside if you need him early? Uh, he played nickel last year, speedy uh, Ohio State kid. And then uh, uh, Isaiah Oliver struggled some at, on the right side last year, especially in that one and seven mark. Then he came on down the stretch. So you got cornerbacks that are in the first year, second year, and third year in the league, and um, they're going to get tested early and often. So. Uh, if those corners can hold up, you got a shot to have a really good defense. If they don't, then it's back to the drawing board. Yeah, there you go. The, the Falcons' defensive hopes. Biggest question mark, the secondary cornerbacks. A lot. Uh, you know, the Falcons can score points, but if they're giving up points, it's not easy to win games. All right, this is, we're talking to D. Orlando Ledbetter from the Atlanta Journal-Constitution, and we are going to take a quick break, and we'll be right back. We'll talk about the Falcons' win total, how good can they be, uh, and a few other things. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts. 
All right. Welcome back to the Pick 6 Podcast. Once again, talking to D. Orlando Ledbetter of the Atlanta Journal-Constitution. Uh, we're going to go back to something you mentioned earlier, D. Led. You were talking about the offensive line. Uh, and basically, I want to know what you think the biggest position battle is going into the 2020 season. Do you think it's at cornerback uh, on defense? Do you think it's somewhere on the offensive line? Do you think it's at backup quarterback? Uh, what do you think the biggest positional battle is as the team gets right ahead to training camp in about a month and a half? Yeah, I think the biggest battle is going to be at left guard. They uh, uh, drafted Matt Hennessy to probably be the uh, future center, uh, take over for Alex Mack. They signed James Carpenter last year, but he got hurt and didn't play as well. Jamin Brown played a little bit over there. So uh, if you can't get that left guard spot stabilized, then you're going to have problems in the run game and then in the interior of Matt Ryan's pocket. So I believe that's going to be the biggest position battle heading into training camp. Yeah, and obviously the offense kind of falls apart if you have a quarterback who's getting sacked all the time. And that's exactly what happened to Matt Ryan last year. He was sacked 48 times. Uh, for those of you who do not follow the Falcons every week, that was tied for the most in the NFL. That's tied with Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, uh, so that is definitely something that has to be fortified for the Falcons is that offensive line. So it'll definitely be a battle to watch there. Now let's get to, uh, let's talk about the win total and the expectations for this team this season. In, uh, Las Vegas, our friends at William Hill have set the win total over under at seven and a half. So, uh, you know, they, right there, we mentioned the Falcons seven and nine the past two seasons. Uh, are they going to be able to top that or are they going to hit it for the third straight season and Dan Quinn gets fired? Who knows? D-Lad knows. D-Lad, do you think, uh, what is the ceiling for this team this season? What do you think, uh, how many wins can they get if everything goes right? I think if everything goes right, they might can get to 10 wins, uh, and, you know, and be in the playoff mix as a uh, strong, uh, uh, seed contender. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, everything's got to break right for them. They've got a lot of people in place that need to step up their games and, uh, uh, you know, compete at a high level. So uh, if everything goes according to plan in this virtual offseason, they'll have a shot to get to 10, but I understand the 7 and 8 is, is probably correct on where it should be heading in, into the season. But, you know, the good team still a game here and there and get to 10 wins some kind of way. It's all set up with some uh, parity in the league to be 8 and 8 and be right in the middle of the pack. And the good team somehow figure out a way to jump up out of that pack and snatch that playoff berth. And that'll be uh, the challenge that'll be facing the Falcons in 2020. Yeah, you mentioned earlier that the schedule is a little bit more difficult this season. I'm going to point one specific part out. Four of their last five games, so we're talking uh, week 13 through 17, they go against Drew Brees, then they play out in the West Coast against the Chargers, then they play Tom Brady, Patrick Mahomes, and Tom Brady. Has there been any sense, uh, like, is there schedule talk when you talk to people that, wow, this is a brutal, brutal schedule for this team? Yeah, yeah. Everybody, as soon as it came out, we spotted and zeroed in on that. And, uh, the opening's not real, uh, real <laughs> easy either. So, so, um, you know, if they can get to that point and they're in contention, then you got a, you got a chance, you know, step up and play some ball and get into the playoffs. Now, if they're not, I mean, things can go sideways all the way. Uh, so uh, it, it is a difficult schedule, but certainly that back end is uh, 
very treacherous. Uh, you know, they're used to been playing the Saints and the Bucks late. Uh, last few years, they've backloaded that NFC South schedule. I think they played all six of the uh, games in the final eight last year. So, uh, but you know, having Tom Brady uh, in the division, all of a sudden those Tampa Bay games look a little bit different than with Jameis Winston. Yeah, absolutely. The Falcons got that that free gift from Jameis Winston uh, in that season finale last year, that pick six in overtime that Jameis threw. Uh, and, and you mentioned the beginning of the schedule, of the 2020 schedule, and, and the Falcons open with the Seahawks. They play at the Cowboys. Then they play the Bears. And they play at the Packers. So not really any easy games in there. And because there's not any easy games, let's go the opposite route. Let's not look at the ceiling for this team. What if the wheels fall off the wagon? How bad do you think things could get? Four wins, five wins? Yeah, the total sideways blowout is 4-12. and 12. I mean, you know, uh, they just can't put it together. They can't block, and, and the running game's flattened, and the young corners uh, fall apart, and you don't have a pass rush. You know, you got to look at all that stuff working, and then you got to look at it, hey, what if none of it works? And if none of it works, I mean, it's hard picking out four wins on that schedule. So, um, you know, these, these young they, – they're young. They uh, – they, they added some players who uh, were talented. You know, they were at least first-round picks, like Laquan Treadwell, Charles Harris, uh, Deion Buchanan. So, you know, they have some talent. It's a matter of um, them putting it together and putting it in a place to where they can play and win with the talent. So uh, if, uh, if that doesn't work, then, yeah, it could go sideways, no question about it. All right, D-Wed, I'm going to put you on the spot. The season does not start for three months, and that's assuming it starts on time. Uh, what is your current prediction three months before the season starts for the Falcons win total in 2020? And where do you think they finish in the NFC South? Well, right now, without having seen them on the field, we would have seen them by now in OTAs and, uh, uh, mini camp normally. Uh, so without seeing them, I, I got, you know, not seeing the chemistry and how the new guys fit and everything. I got to stick with the eight and eight crowd. Uh, you know, it, it's a guy, they got a lot of talent. It's a tough schedule. I haven't seen them take a snap, but right now eight and eight, and then you know if everything works for them, you can get to ten and six, eleven and five, and be in the hunt in the playoffs. And there we go. And I think that is a fantastic point by Dwight here. That look, no one has seen any of these teams on the field yet. Usually, you get a chance to see rookies play. No one's seen that yet. You have no idea what the chemistry is. Our new receivers going to gel with the quarterback? Are are the new players healthy? Guys like Todd Gurley. Uh, so there are a lot of question marks, but that is it. We got D Orlando Ledbetter's prediction for the 2020 season. D Led, thank you so much for joining the Pick Six podcast to dis- discuss the Falcons. You can follow D Orlando on Twitter at D Orlando AJC, uh, and make sure after you listen to this, you can download, subscribe, and listen to all our podcasts by checking out our feed and make sure you leave a five star review. Tell D-Led his prediction's awesome. Tell me I'm a better host than Brinson. We love it all, and we will talk to you guys soon. New CBS Sunday. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. When something is lost, everyone's looking for something. He finds it. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. I survive. You make quick, smart decisions. You never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. New Sunday on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.